For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They were ready for a fight, and they came close to succeeding. It's frightening to think about how close we were. A few inches of wood and glass. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. That was Benny Thompson. He's uh, the chairman of the House Select Committee investigating the insurrection. The insurrection. Well, January 6th, it's begun. You heard Don Morgan reporting on this. I'm Sean. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. The phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. One name. Now, I, this is the first test witness that has spoken before this committee. But one name you're going to hear a lot about over the next 24 hours is Sergeant Aguilino Gonell. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, Chris, I'm probably not. Um, first to speak before this committee, uh, Benny Thompson uh, rambled for about 30 minutes before uh, uh, the sergeant took over. Uh, the sar- he's, in fact, he's still testifying right now. Maybe we'll listen here in a second. Um, I, you know, you go to the bathroom and news happens. I, I, Trey and I were switching over. I went down the hall. They, they go to the bathroom. I get not to be graphic. I get back, and uh, the sergeant has said in the opening statements that he's been to Iraq. He has served in combat. Uh, he has uh, experienced, you know, explosions and guns and death and horrible the horribleness. Uh, the unimaginable horribleness of being in an active theater of war. And he just said, none of that compares to January 6th. He said, I was more frightened on January 6th than I was in all of my tours in Iraq. Just said that. Uh, Chris, can we listen to the sergeant here for just a few seconds? There are some who express outrage when someone kneels while calling for social justice. Where are those same people expressing the outrage to condone, condemn the violence attack on law enforcement, the capital, and our American democracy? Mm. I'm still waiting for them. As America in the, wa- in the world watching horror, what was happening at the Capitol. We did not receive re- timely reinforcement and support we needed. In contrast, during the Black Lives Matter protests last year, U.S. Capitol Police had all the support we needed mm. and more. Mm. 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 What was, why the different response? Were it not for the brave members of the MPD and later on from other law enforcement agencies? I'm afraid to think what could have happened on January 6th. I want to publicly thank all the law enforcement agencies that received. All right, I can't take anymore. Okay. Um, I'd leave the George Floyd riots out of this, you know, if I were you guys. They're not going to, uh, but they're going to probably continue to uh, portray those that, that those in, uh, multiple insurrections. 
multiple attacks on police, some of whom lost their lives. Um, you know, uh, uh, using, uh, uh, throwing rocks, throwing bottles filled with pee, fireworks, explosives okay, against police. Chris, is it true that he, I didn't hear this because, again, I was down the hall. Did he actually say that they were saying horrible things to us? Really, Sergeant, they were saying horrible things to you. Do you think anybody said the odd, horrible thing? Uh, to the lines of police in various cities across this country during the riots when, again, they were being, uh, uh, you know, attacked with rocks and bottles and fireworks and flames and all that. You think they said some of those BLM activists say a few horrible things to some police? They say some horrible things, uh, you know, the, uh, the Antifa punks. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? They're actually going through with this. Now, this select committee is a farce. It's a show. It's deeply political. I don't know who got to this, who got to this guy. But, you know, he's obviously reading from a script, man. That was maybe written by him. Maybe it wasn't. No one's taken a knee for the, law, the Capitol Police during the January 6th insurrection. He just said that. Whoa. I, you know, I, I, I don't get shocked very often. <laughs> I just don't, you know, and, well, it's probably a bad word for me to use these days anyway, but you gotta be kidding me, man. You have got to be blanking kidding me. Uh, whatever voices of opposition, uh, uh, or, Critical thinking uh, that were on this committee were yanked by Nancy Pelosi. The token Republican is Liz Cheney, who started off uh, after uh, uh, the chairman uh, said his uh, gave his rambling opening comments. Do, do you believe is this is this anything other than a farce meant to have a political effect? And what's the political effect to demonize people who frankly voted for Donald Trump to demonize conservatives? to demonize their political opponents in the next election, next two elections. That's all this is. And, baby, you're paying for it. (laughs) How's that make you feel? 210-599-5555. We have another Capitol Police officer speaking. This is Michael Fanon. Uh, Let's take a listen here for a couple of minutes, see what he has to say. For almost two decades My law enforcement career actually began here in this building as a United States Capitol Police officer shortly after 9-11. In part because of the 2001 attack on our country by terrorists, I felt called to serve. As a Capitol Police officer, I was proud to protect this institution and dedicated members of Congress and their staff who work hard each day to uphold our American democracy. Mm. I remain proud of the work of the United States Capitol Police and MPD officers who literally commit their lives to protecting the safety of each of you and all of us in this room in our nation's capital. After leaving the United States Capitol Police, I became an MPD officer serving the residents of Washington, D.C. I have spent the majority of my nearly 20 years as a Metropolitan Police Officer working in special mission units 
whose responsibilities include the investigation and arrest of narcotics traffickers and violent criminals. <clears throat> I've worked both as an undercover officer and a lead case officer in many of these investigations. In this line of work, it probably won't shock you to know that I've dealt with some dicey situations. I thought I had seen it all many times over. Yet what I witnessed and experienced on January 6, 2021 was unlike anything I had ever seen. Anything I had ever experienced. All right, that's enough of this crap. Are you Everybody sitting on that freaking committee is an anti-cop person. Every single one of them is anti-cop. Every single one of them supports police precincts across this country having their budgets cut. And the only reason they've trotted out the cops to start off these hearings instead of witnesses or other Congress people is because they think, well, put the cops out there first because people have a lot of sympathy for cops. What a disgusting farce. Oh, my God. He's never dealt with anything worse than January. He's the second cop up there to say this is the worst thing he's ever dealt with. Some guy with his feet up on Pelosi's desk. I'm going to vomit. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. All right, News Talk 550 KTSA. We've been uh, checking in and out of the uh, House Select Committee. Investigating the January 6th insurrection. And the witnesses they're starting off with are Capitol Police officers who are saying it is the worst thing they've ever experienced. Uh, the first officer said he had done, I believe, multiple tours in Iraq and had survived active combat and said January 6th was worse than that. Uh, how are you feeling about this? Uh, <laughs> I did. I had to almost barf during the commercial break there. 210-599-5555. Here's Ted. Ted, how you doing? Hey, Sean. You know, I wonder how those two officers are going to feel when they find out that that was an FBI sting operation. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that everybody involved on both sides thought they were protecting the Constitution, except for the FBI, who was actually creating that. Well, Right. Situation. Tucker Carlson had reported uh, on his show on Fox that uh, there were folks from within the FBI that had had connections to some of these people who were ended up being some of the organizers of January 6th. So, you know, there's there's all kinds of hokey, weird, not hokey, but uh, hinky, winky buzz uh, surrounding January 6th. And I appreciate your call uh, as far as how it took place, who inspired it, who was behind the scenes. Uh, and hopefully the truth will come out. You're not getting anything close to the truth with this committee. Obviously so. And it angers me. And, I, and I'll tell you why I'm pissed off. Okay, I got law enforcement in my family. One of my favorite people on planet stinking Earth is is a law enforcement officer. And for the past few years, actually ever since Obama, that man has had to leave his family and go out under the streets. I got a couple of law. I got a couple of people in law enforcement in my family. They go out and they never know on every, any given day if they're coming back home that night. 
and they've had to go out and try to maintain civilization, civility in this country, while being targeted on a daily basis by Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Democrats, targeted every day. And some of them have actually lost their lives as a result. And we got to sit and listen to this bilge from anti-cop people who are at the, at the forefront of this committee about how horrible January 6th was for cops. Ugh. Mm. There's John. John, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Um, I was in a anti-Vietnam protest march at Southwest Texas, and I was also involved at a in a riot, a race riot at Camp Gary uh, back in the day. Um, so there's a big difference between a protest and a riot. I know. Uh, I watched January the sixth, and I, the uh, the uh, mall. Uh, protest was a protest and when it uh, there was no TV coverage of it it was radio I had to listen to the radio when the uh, circus started the TV cameras came on and all of the pundits were in their desk pontificating and um, it was all orchestrated my comment at the time was it is a perfect box canyon ambush from the cowboy movie and uh, it was orchestrated. There was one Antifa guy that had been involved in um, protests out on the West Coast and released on no bond or whatever that is. Um, and he was at that agitating right. at the spearhead of that. Well, and, it, 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 no, I, I agree with you. I just I got so many people trying to get through. I want to keep things moving. I, I it's it's it's. You know, who know how orchestrated was this, frankly, by the left? To what extent? Because they cheated an election and they knew that, uh, you know, a fair amount of people knew. Okay. Um, Trey and I texted each other on that morning, on January 6th, when we saw this stuff going on. And the first thing we said, we said to each other, well, this is how they're going to do it. This is how they're going to, you know, recharacterize or characterize, which they've been trying to do for four years. That's how they're going to characterize Trump supporters and conservatives and constitutionalists as domestic threats. And that's what this is about. But trotting out some capital cops at the very beginning of it is an insult. And what they're saying about January 6th is an insult to every member of law enforcement in this country who has been targeted by the very same people heading this committee. What a bunch of crap. Here's Steve. Don't talk to we'll take a break. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. With concern to the uh, stolen election protest, there is video of the uh, law enforcement people opening uh, the barricades, opening the gates, opening the doors, letting these people in. Hopefully before this is over, we'll have access to all that. But if this is – we'll see all that. But if this is a real investigation – because Nancy Pelosi, crooked woman that she is, said she's going to subpoena phone records and emails. We want to see her phone records, her emails, the phone Ain't records and emails of the Capitol, of the Capitol Police Office, the phone records and emails of the FBI. And one other thing, with concern to this 
frickin' Democrat who left and came and left and came and told uh, the the, uh, sergeant-at-arms that he was coming right back, everyone should realize if you are dealing with a Democrat, you are dealing with a liar, Mm. a cheat, and a thief. They cannot be trusted. I agree. I got to run, man. 210-599-5555. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. You know, this committee, the select committee on January 6th is, is really pissing me off, and I got to watch that sort of thing these days. Can't get up. I can't get angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Bzzz. So we'll we'll get back to talk. We'll go to the phones here. I got a lot of folks on hold here. Just hang on. Also, Don Morgan was reporting on this, and we have to mention our our good brother Cleto Rodriguez. Right. Uh, and I didn't know. I mean, I, the first week back, you know, I had been texting him. I don't know last week, saying, "Hey, we're we're going to hold off on because he's been coming in on you know doing the show on Wednesdays." Right. We called it. Here's Cleto. And it was very popular. People like it because he's a great guy, a very funny man. And, uh, uh, you know, I just kind of texted him and said, well, hey, we're going to hold off this week because it's my first week back. Because he had sent me a note when I was in the hospital. You know, he's he's just a great guy. And now as we learn, you know, and and we're talking a week later, because I was like, well, we'll get you on next week, which would be tomorrow. He's like, oh, of course. And we learn now that, you know, he is uh, battling uh, uh, COVID with several family members. He's in the ICU. He's in the ICU. Uh, and, uh, as you reported, uh, April and Sarah had put together a GoFundMe account. As is often the case with entertainers, they do not have adequate health insurance for themselves or their family. Um, and and, uh, this is the case here. So April and Sarah, who who was great friends with Cleto, as we all are, who is not a friend of Cleto, right? We all love the guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's Cleto. Um, put put together a GoFundMe. Him. Right. And uh, when we caught note of that earlier today, uh, we decided to put that on our website and our Facebook page as well. Cool. So if you go to our website, the San Antonio news page, or on our Facebook page, you'll see the story, and there is a link at the bottom for you to donate to uh, Cleto's GoFundMe. So, yeah, and help out if you can. I mean, he, he's such a great guy. And as Roman Garcia had pointed out, he does so much for the community. Yeah, and, and April Ancira mentioned that in her yeah. in her post on the GoFundMe page, that uh, he is always at a charitable event um, doing a routine for people to get them to laugh. And I was with him just a few weeks ago for the for the for an event at a Harley place for hero, humor for heroes. Yeah, which we've been you know, which is to bring in comedy to our military vets. Mm-hmm. And their families, and uh, yeah, just a great guy, yep. and uh, with a big heart. And yeah. so, yeah, go to the GoFundMe if you can. Definitely. Sweet man, very we, sweet we, man. We hope that uh, we hope this helps. Yep, we hope certainly do. So it's on the website, it's on my Facebook page as well. So and, even more so, we hope he's better soon. Yes, you know? we do, and uh, get him back into doing what he does best, best, which is bringing a smile to people's faces. Right, and he'd probably be totally ripped at us if he were to hear this right now because <laughs> we're not making people laugh. Which right. is what he wants us to do. So. He digs this show, man. He yeah. told me that before we started ha- having him on, that uh, yeah. he listens and cranks up, you know. So, Cleto, if you're out there, you know, we're going to be talking about J-Lo's butt here in just a little bit. So, 
Well, they got his attention. We're, we try to cover a lot of ground on this show, and her butt covers a lot of ground, and so <laughs> it's made the news once again. Oh, but in all seriousness, yeah, then we'll go to the phones here. But, yeah, uh, check out the GoFundMe page on the KDSA website and the Facebook page for Cleto Rodriguez. Just a good, good guy. Uh, we're talking about this uh, select House Select Committee on January 6th. Let's talk to Esteban. Esteban, thanks for holding, brother. All right. Uh, as far as seeing horrible things, I'm sure some SA cops have seen some horrible things. I know some Denton County cops have seen some horrible things, and I'm sure these. And if you're a combat vet, and if you've been around an ID, I'm sure you've seen some horrible things. Mm. And my and my second point is, I've heard on another news outlet that the guy who basically Pelosi kicked off the committee wanted to subpoena the <laughs> head of the. Capitol Police Union because they had been tipped off that things were going to go bad, and basically the chain of command ends at Pelosi's desk. Mm. So if they weren't prepared, who's responsible for them not being prepared, especially when they were sending messages up the chain that they had intelligence that things were going to go bad? Right. And so, and you, yeah, you mentioned JLo's, but if it, uh, if it wasn't for that, would she be famous? Probably not. Uh, all right. Thanks, Esteban. i got to run, man. We'll, we'll get there. We'll talk about J-Lo's butt here in a little bit. We need to lighten things up here a bit. Here's Alex. Alex, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Rhyme my man. Hey. Hey, buddy. Hey. Okay. Um, I don't know what kind of investigators they have in the government, but they suck. <laughs> okay? Because we've had impeachments. We've had Russia collusion. We've had... Bill Barr, we've had Durham, we've had everybody that can't seem to find a Democrat that's committed a crime in the last 20 years. <laughs> man, you give, you give them a Republican or a conservative Christian, oh, man. they will freaking throw the book at you. Yep, okay. and they have committees and investig- multiple investigations. You know. yes, this was a setup. You look at all the evidence, you look at Nancy Pelosi, has them lock up all the riot gear two days before the frickin' right. January 6th. Yeah. She's had multiple requests from the Capitol Police chief, who resigned, by the way, right. Okay, for extra manpower. Oh, you ain't getting that. This was a total setup. I agree. I got to run, man. With half a brain. Can, can see it. Him, I agree. I got to run. Uh, 210-599-5555. Um, we have uh, Harry Officer Harry Dunn, who is testifying right now. Let's just take a listen before we go to the break. And not as a representative of the United States Capitol Police. Before I begin, before I begin, I'd like to take a moment of my time to ask for a moment of silence for my fallen colleague, Officer Brian Sicknick, who died from injuries he sustained in the line of duty defending the capital of our beloved democracy. Thank you. I reported for duty at the Capitol as usual early on the morning of January 6th. We understood that the vote to certify President Biden's election would be taking place that day and protests might occur outside the Capitol. But we expected any demonstrations to be peaceful expressions of First Amendment freedoms. Just like the scores of demonstrations we we had observed for many years. After roll call, I took my overwatch post on the east front of the Capitol 
standing on the steps that led up to the Senate chamber. As the morning progressed, I did not see or hear right. anything. Um, I, I, yeah, he, he's our, I mean, he's already brought up Officer Brian Sicknick, who it has been determined died of natural causes, not as a result directly of what happened uh, on January 6th. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll take some more comments and calls from you. I don't know if you're watching this or not. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back on News Talk 550 KTSA, uh, kind of dipping in and out of the House, uh, this farce called the House Select Committee, supposedly investigating January 6th. We started off the testimony with some Capitol Police cops, all of whom are, are saying it's the worst thing they've ever experienced as law enforcement officers. First testimony, uh, first officer to testify saying it was worse than being in active combat in Iraq. Mm. But Jennifer Lopez is back in the news. No, Don Morgan's been waiting on this one. Her ass, by the way, is in, is in, in the news. It's a news story. Knew you'd get around to that. <laughs> Cheeky fellow. We're not here to make her the butt of our jokes. But the. Uh... But we have our crack news staff on. <laughs> It's a noose. I said, how many weeks ago did I say it's just... that Jennifer Lopez's ass makes news? If she puts on yoga pants or bikini bottoms, she's in the news. It was the second week in a row. It was last week, wasn't last it? Last week when she was up on the roof of some house. She's climbing up a ladder. She's climbing a ladder. And you were in a ladder over the <laughs> well, I'm just... you almost You almost <laughs> short-circuited yourself. I almost. almost did, man. almost had another freaking heart attack. I'm like, look at that. She's, it's, it reminds me of the old Anaconda days when he used to climb all those ladders and them <laughs> tight, wet khakis. You know, and here she is. Right. And they're on a, I mean, there's no substance to this new story whatsoever. Ben Affleck and J-Lo are on a yacht, or yatched, uh, in the south of France. And the only, there's no point to the story other than they have a picture of Ben Affleck with his hand on her butt. That's the story. That's it. His hand on her butt. Her, it's a news making ass. Mm-hmm. And you know why the story is probably really popular? Well, because everybody wants to put their hand on JLo's butt. There's that. And it's just the first time we've seen somebody do it with our own eyes. And it's Ben Stinking Affleck. Right. <laughs> Go figure. Who hasn't done a decent movie since Argo. You know, the star of Gili, the stars of Geely. There's no other point to that story other than the picture of Ben's hand on Jennifer Lopez's ass. Maybe he can't swim. It's <laughs> <laughs> crap something bullion. <laughs> Ben can't swim, we found out. They're about to go through some rough water. Hey, honey, here, come here, baby. Yeah, okay. Can't swim. There you go. <laughs> Chris, maybe Ben can't swim. Uh, hey, baby, I've had a few drinks. Let me uh, let me just hang on here. Whew, Chris, that was almost performance art. That was perfect. Well, maybe. Um, <laughs> hey, think about this. <laughs> if she had been cast as the female lead in Titanic, Leo would still be alive. He'd still be alive. 
<laughs> She'd be dead because that'd be the only part of her floating. <laughs> Hang on, Jack. Oh, I am. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. am, baby. The lifeboats are on the way. Take your time. Take your time. I'm warming up. Go Women back. and children first. <laughs> Go back to Canada. I'll be okay. <laughs> I'm just, and Esteban said it, would she be famous, as famous, if it weren't for that part of her? You know, I I don't know. She's a great singer, I guess. I don't know anything about her singing. She was, oh, look, she was great in Selena, in the Selena movie. She's not a bad actress. I don't think she's an Oscar-winning actress, but she's not a bad actress. And she's got a magnificent butt. Oh, there we go. And it makes global news. <laughs> no other point to the story other than Ben's hand on her butt. And his lack of swimming prowess. <laughs> He can't. Maybe he can't swim. Global is both hemispheres. <laughs> oh both God! Hemispheres. Oh God! It's just getting worse. It's so big when she walks down the hallway, man. Space junk follows her. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has its own gravity. Um, all right. Well, hey, you know what? It's a better news story than this freaking select committee thing going on right now. What a farce, man. What a farce. All right, we'll talk some more. we got a whole other hour of this crap coming up next for you. The phone lines are open. To one's... Don't get me excited, man. I don't want to short out. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And, yeah, we'll continue uh, monitoring uh, this uh, farce called the House Select Committee on January 6th. At least according to several Capitol Police officers, the worst thing they've ever seen, even worse than combat in Iraq. <laughs> he said. Are you buying the bull crap? That's coming up next. 210-59. Also, again, check out the GoFundMe play, uh, page for our friend Cleto Rodriguez. Uh, it's on my Facebook page. It's on the KTSA website and Facebook page. Uh, and help them out, man. They're good, good people. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. On that day, I participated in the defense of the United States Capitol from an armed mob, an armed mob of thousands determined to get inside. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Mm-hmm. Uh, News Talk 550, KTSA, that was Capitol Police Officer uh, Fanon, I think it's his last name. Uh, they've had four Capitol Police officers testify before the select committee. And, uh, now there's a question and answer period. We'll, we'll tap into it here in a second. Uh, it is Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, let's, uh, Benny Thompson is now questioning Officer, uh, Sergeant, uh, Gonell. Let's take a listen real quick. Um, we run. We went through roadside bomb infested ID one um, combos, but and my fear were minimal that around that time uh, it was not as constant. I know we 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 knew at that time that we could uh, go over run over an IED and that was it. But at least we knew that we were in a combat zone. Here in our country, in our very own capital, we are being attacked. Uh, not once, but multiple times we had. Can you pull the microphone to you just a little bit? Uh, 
not only we were attacked uh, one time, but it was multiple times over and over, different people. They hit us, and then uh, they get they got tired of hitting us, and then they, they switch. Somebody else rotating in and out. And as my colleagues also have said, we were at the lowest interest tunnel, and we didn't have a, a chance to rotate ourselves until later on, like after an hour and a half later. So whoever was there, we were fighting for our life. We were fighting to protect all of you in our mind. That time, at that entrance, yeah, I was yeah, I'm not going to sit here and play this, you know, throughout the whole show. Um, well, he just that, that Officer Gunnell or Sergeant Gunnell just repeated what his opening statements at this uh, on this at this hearing that he was more frightened on January 6th than he was in Iraq, facing IEDs, and you know, it was worse on January 6th than anything he experienced in Iraq. His fear level was worse. Uh, the other Capitol Police officer that we heard from a little earlier, uh, what did he say, Chris? Thousands of armed terrorists. Uh, now, in all in all fairness, and, and this is live, you're seeing it, it's on uh, you know MSME Puke over there, attack on the Capitol. It's on Fox. This will be the big story tomorrow. And um, you know, I, 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 they, they, they yanked off that committee anybody who would, you know, ask any critical questions. Because I, I, I honestly can't believe what I'm hearing. I cannot believe that guy just said it. It wasn't as Iraq was not as bad as January sixth. And it's because. In Iraq, they knew they were in a combat zone. That's what he said. That made the difference. That's what he said, yeah. We knew we were in a combat zone. We didn't realize we were in a combat zone on Capitol Hill. And in all fairness, no, I wasn't there. You know, <laughs> you know? And I've never been in a combat of war, a theater of war. Never served in the military. That's why I have so much respect for people who have. But... Do you, do you, does that sound reasonable to you? Does it sound reasonable to you that January 6th inside the Capitol building was worse than being in a combat zone in Iraq? 210-599-5555, Um, yeah, this is the, the big story, uh, as it's unfolding before our very eyes, and, uh, I, 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 I'm almost I'm almost getting to a point where I'm at a loss for words. And all of these Capitol Police officers have said, we were here to protect you, you Congress people, you senators. And, um, you know, one, one of the things that, 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 you know, I'm picking up on, I'm sure you are, too. We saw this uh, last week with Jim Acosta and his live coverage. Uh, when there were shots fired uh, just down the street from a, from a rather Tony restaurant in in DC, that and we've seen this before, right? With various mayors 
during the George Floyd riots that, you know, they weren't really too upset about it. It was all peaceful until they showed up at their in their neighborhoods or at their house. I mean, think of the, the self-importance of what we've heard. They're having a committee because the Capitol was attacked. And it really wasn't. It was overrun is what it was. That was not an insurrection. There was no serious attempt to take over the government. They took selfies. Okay? But they came after us. And and all of those, every single, they were all safe, man. (laughs) Remember when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was saying, I was never more afraid for my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, uh, it was AOC who said the person she was most afraid of was who? A Capitol Police officer. Because she's a woman of color. What bilge? 210-599-5555. Let's go with Wesley. Wesley, how you doing, man? Yes, sir, man. How you guys doing today? Pretty good. What are you thinking? Uh, I just think it's wild. The thing I wanted to bring up was that on the during the Capitol riots there, uh, there was only four deaths that day total. And it was one drug overdose, it was two uh, natural causes, and then it was the Ashley Babbitt person that got right. shot by Capitol Police. Which we still don't know yeah. what happened. Right. Yeah, I just think that's insane. And I mean, and, and they they say it's worse than a combat zone, but you know, you've got that David Dorn in St. Louis that got killed by looters during riots. I mean, it's 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 chaos. I, I can't believe the amount of BS they've already started out with. It's really. nauseating, man. It is nauseating, and they've already lied. You know, in my opinion, one of the officers has already lied by saying that Officer Sicknick died uh, as a result of his injuries, which we Injury, we know yeah. he hasn't. He or he didn't. Well, the, the other thing that's incredible too is you have to scour the internet to find those four causes of deaths for that day. I mean, they absolutely bury it. Mm. No, no, no news site actually gives any specifics on it. They just say that it was a result of the riots. Right. And so uh, it just blows my mind. Yeah, it's a bunch of crap, man. It's, it's horrible. I appreciate the call, man. Let's go to um, Mark. Mark, you're on New Song 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Yeah, hey, thanks, Sean. It's incredibly uh, sickening that, that you know they compare that. But you know, I thought some of the some of the uh, what's the story and the theory about the uh, some of those people that were in that in that you know protest were Antifa and kind of blending in with these people. I heard I heard about that, and also I heard and, and how they, they never compare the uh, remember the shooting with the softball practice shooting. I mean, oh yeah, that was ten times worse. Steve Scalise. Well, it, 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 and and the rioting in the streets all summer long was worse. Okay, you want to talk about an insurrection? They firebombed and occupied several police precincts. Uh, they were, you know, assaulting police on a nightly basis. All right, um, they uh, they occupied not only government buildings, police precincts, but entire stinking neighborhoods. Exactly. And you're telling me this January six was worse than that. January 6th was worse than that. It was worse than uh, than being in Iraq. Right. I, I'm waiting to hear it was worse than 9-11. I'm waiting to hear that. The media, too, Sean. The media is just extremely bad information. And the, right. They're the true enemy of the people. I've heard that before. The, I agree. The media, they are. Incredible. They are. I appreciate the comment. They, they are at this point. That'll be the next thing, Chris. It was worse than 9-11. <laughs> you know, I was there on that day in New York before I transferred to the Capitol Police. And let me tell you something, 9-11 wasn't nearly as bad as January 6th. 
I mean, you talk about buildings falling over. They tipped over Nancy Pelosi's desk. I just, how, it, look, they, and they all have their concerned faces, you know, they really sat, and Adam Schiff, you know, spent all night in front of the mirror making sure his, his look, was he could maintain the proper look of concern and, you know, disturbance. Oh, my God, this is so disturbing, what they're saying. What a horrible day. You know, I just, I, it, it's obnoxious. You're paying for it. <laughs> and it's 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 completely political. It is absolute this is absolutely political. This is about demonizing their political opponents or people who would be critical of their agenda as domestic terrorists. Because that that's the word of the day. I don't know if you, we haven't played enough audio for you to pick up on that, but right Chris, the word of the day is these were terrorists. Hmm. Odd that. They weren't all armed and what were they armed with? <laughs> I heard hockey sticks. All right, a couple of people on hockey sticks. Did they storm the built? Did they storm the Capitol building with guns and flamethrowers? No, they didn't. It's what a farce. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, one more call. Let's talk to Eric here. Eric, how you doing, man? Yes, sir. Hey, combat vet, Afghanistan and Iraq. Just because you went to Iraq and Afghanistan doesn't mean you got to see any combat time. There's lots of guys out there we call fobbits. They just hang out in the fobs and don't get to see any action at all. I'd like to hear their accolades of what they actually did while they were in Iraq and Afghanistan. Hmm. How do you feel when you hear somebody say that January 6th was worse than Iraq? I mean, I mean, I know what you're saying specifically, but just on a gut level, how does that make you feel? It's kind of disgusting. I hate to talk crap about fellow guys who... Uh, we're in the combat zone with me, but uh, to say that is uh, crazy. Right. Thank you for your service, brother. No worries. Thank you. Yep. It is. It's just. It's. It's nauseating to listen to. It really is, man. There's Liz Cheney, Republican. <laughs> it's Sean, Republican stooge. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. 23 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. We're you know kind of keeping our eyeballs on the select House the House Select Committee on the January 6th terrorist attack. But, you know, I, I got the day wrong. I'm always a day late and a dollar short, man. Uh, yesterday was Mick Jagger's 78th birthday. 78 years young. But I don't care about that. I never liked the Stones. But here, here's, uh, I, well, I just never, I know some people are going to hate my guts. I was never a fan of the Stones. I just never got into it. But it, Mick Jagger, for his stinking 78th birthday yesterday, Posted a picture of himself on Twitter or Instagram or some damn thing on a glamping trip in a yurt. I saw that story this morning when I, you know, when I first got up. Mick Jagger celebrates 78th birthday with glamping trip in a yurt. And to me, that sounded like sounded like something you go to the like free clinic for. I, I didn't know what it, I didn't know if it was a typo. Chris, did you know what that meant? How did you know what that? I didn't know what that meant because I'm used to actual camping. Glamping, and I had to look it up. I didn't know what a glamp was. I didn't know what a yurt was. I thought maybe it's some kind of inversion table. I don't know. Maybe he's hanging upside down. So I don't know. He's glamping in a yurt. 
Well, and by glamping standards, I glamp every day when I go home. You glamp because you're a part. Well, a glamp, glamping is when you. It's luxury camping. It's luxury camping. Basically taking the fun out of it. So if you're Mick Stinkin' Jagger and you're one of the richest rock stars on planet Stinkin' Earth. You don't go glamp camping. You go glamping, glamping. That was the worst Mick Jagger imitation I've ever done in my life. I'm going glamping. And then a yurt. I don't know what the hell a yurt was. That sounded like something you have removed. And so I uh, looked it up, and a, a yurt <laughs> is a uh, a fancy tent, right? Like it's crest, like a big, fancy, luxurious, multi-room tent. I thought it was like a Swedish tour guide or something. A yurt? I'll be your yurt today. We're going to go glamping. I just, I, I, didn't, I, I never, I thought, I really honestly thought... That it was a that it was a typo, like somebody messed up, you know, glamping. They, they mean camping. Then I saw the word yurt, and that just sounds wrong on so many different. Li- yurt just sounds like a wrong thing, doesn't it? Got to go to the doctor. I got a bad case of yurt. Got to get some antibiotics for my yurt. I got gout and I got yurt, and, and then I, you know, and then I see that it's a it's a freaking. They're going to lance Rocks, my yurt. They're going to lance my yurt. I went to the cardiologist, but I'm also going to go get my yurt lanced. <laughs> <laughs> it won't yurt too bad. <laughs> Oof, <duh. laughs> I just, you know, I just, I'd never heard that term. Have you heard about that? Did you know about that? Clamping in a yurt? Glamping, but never yurt until the Mick Jagger thing yesterday. So. It just, he's supposed to be the coolest guy on planet Earth. And that why does that just not sound cool? No, Mick Jagger glamping with a yurt in a yurt, and they're going on tour again. Still one of the hottest, right? I didn't realize this, but still one. Of, you told me on the uh, where in Ryman, still one of the most profitable yeah, shows. Definitely. Well, because everybody's going to see him now because they don't know when it's. <laughs> this is going to be it. Is this going to be it? Yeah, I have a friend who's been going to see them every time they go through her area. Really, for the last quarter of a century, because she's under the impression, well, this is going to be the last time. <laughs> You know, and now she's old enough to be retired. <laughs> you know, they're, they're still they're doing still it, going man. at it. You're right. I, I said this morning, I'm just worried about Mick Jagger doing his Mick Jagger dance at 78, like his arm falls off or drops an ear or something. <laughs> 78, dude. And that led us to a discussion earlier on the show about, you know, when you have something that you love to do, you want to keep doing it forever, right? Like both you and Trey were like, we're never getting, up. we're never leaving the, the ship. You know, you have, to, you have to wheel us out of here, right? Because you guys, you you're gonna, you're never gonna give up. It's all you've ever known. Mm-hmm. Trey, we all Trey's devotion to radio is legendary. I mean, uh, he'll be ninety eight and still sitting sitting yeah. behind the microphone, right? And Mick Jagger's seventy eight. Willie Nelson, it's famous. We, we, it's it's a famous thing about Willie Nelson that he he will continue touring because he feels if he stopped touring, that would be it. I'm sorry, guys. My ass wants to retire at some point. I don't want to be working when I'm 78. I want the rocking chair. Okay, I want the rocking chair. I want. I want the remote. I want the TV remote. The problem with me is I signed a mortgage when I was 50, so I'm I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to keep working three days after I'm dead. You know what I mean? I did the same thing. <laughs> I remember the, you know, this is the third house I've owned. Oh my and, god! And the right. first, the first time I was really young, I was in my right. early twenties. I was scared to death. Of course, you sell it. You know? Right. Bought another one around the time I turned forty. <laughs> Every so, ten years, you buy a house. I buy a new house, right? 
From the time I turned forty, I bought a I bought a house. Right. Um, and then I moved here, so I sold that one, and then and then bought this most recent one. Right. And I remember going to the office to sign the the mortgage agreement and everything else, and I'm looking at it. And my wife goes, you know, you can't have you can't have any second thoughts now. Don't get cold feet. I'm like, you know what? Out of the three, this is the easiest one because I know I'm not going to live long enough to pay this thing off. That's kind of the thought. Oh, that's that's sign on the dotted line. I was stressing about mine yeah. too. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> good luck collecting on this. Right. Yep. You know, I should have gone did, for that 15 year one, huh? I did make <laughs> some. I did. I did make some jokes to my wife. About you know, you know, baby, I'm fine with it. Just as long as you know, I just can't wait till I'm in my 80s and I can have some downtime. Right. You can really start living when we're 85. So you know, Mick Jagger, 78. Happy birthday as of yesterday. Glamping in his yurt. To <laughs> international rock star, glamping in a yurt. <laughs> there you go. How cool is that? Right. It's not. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA. 1039 on the Sean Show. And I'm Sean. I'm Sean. This is my show. I'm Sean. This is my show. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you barf. We're watching, uh, uh, well, there's Adam uh, Kissinger, who was a uh, Cong- Republican congressman of Illinois. Who is uh, now currently speaking. Uh, we're talking about the select... House Select Committee to investigate January 6th. I'm going to tell you something that will make you barf. Let's listen to a little bit of the congressman real quick. I to serve during the summer riots as an Air National Guardsman. I condemn those riots and the destruction of property that resulted. But not once did I ever feel that the future of self-governance was threatened <laughs> like I did on January 6th. There is Whoa. a difference between breaking the law and rejecting the rule of law. What? Between a crime, <laughs> even grave crimes, and a coup. Oh. As we begin our work today, I want to call this committee's attention to the oath of office, an oath not to a party, not to an individual, but to the Constitution that represents mm. all Americans. Everyone in elected office knows how hard it can be sometimes to keep that oath, to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States in the forefront of our minds, what with the political pressures and re-elections always around the corner. But Mr. Chairman, our witnesses today, like every law enforcement officer across the country, took the same oath we did. And on January 6th, the temptation to compromise their oaths didn't come in the form of a campaign check or a threat from leadership or an all-caps tweet. It came in the form of a violent mob. (laughs) While we on this dais were whisked away from the danger, Heroes like those here stood their post before it and paid the price. And we are only here now because you guys were here then. Uh, I can't take any more of this. Thanks, young man, uh, for your testimony there. Thanks, son. (laughs) So there's the only, uh, I think, is is the only other Republican beyond Liz Cheney that's on the damn committee? This puke from uh, Illinois. He just said that he was a National Guardsman in some regard, uh, in some place, in some, was it in D.C. during the riots, the George Floyd riots. And he made the distinction that, well, they were just breaking the law, okay? At the Capitol on January 6th, they were threatening the rule of law. 
and that's worse. Did they set anything on fire? Chris, did they, did they set anything in the Capitol on fire? No. Uh, did was I mean, this I, I can barely stand to watch this crap, man. I just saw this is going to make you barf. Occupy Democrats, you know who they are. I just saw. I don't know how why this. I guess you know Facebook is listening, and uh, I I just saw this pop up on my news feed. Occupy Democrats. Uh, they're a bunch of yahoos who grew out of the Occupy Wall Street movement. And I think they were involved with the Occupy Portland and every other damn city in this country movement. And now they're called Occupying Democrats. And they've put up a meme that shows the four Capitol Police officers who are testifying now with the words, I'm with them. Do you think Occupy Democrats are people who are, in general, pro-police, pro-law enforcement? This is one nauseating day, man. Here's uh, Jack. How you doing, Jack? Good. How you doing? Pretty good, I man. What are you thinking? Of, uh, I did 20 years of military service. Over 10 of it was in law enforcement. Uh, at no time did I ever feel threatened by someone going through a barrier with a cell phone. Uh, <laughs> they didn't have guns. They didn't have anything. They had one guy dressed up with a Viking hat. Uh it's just an excuse for the left to, to push their own agenda. Yeah, this is pure politics right unfolding before you. This is absolute politics, man. Thank you for your service, sir. We appreciate it. Here's Richard. Richard, how you doing? You're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What's going on, buddy? Uh, after watching five minutes of, and I won't call it a dog and pony show, this doesn't rise to the level of a five-year-old dog and pony show. <laughs> and I don't know exactly what to call it except a bunch of mealy-mouthed, lying politicians trying to convince us that good is evil, evil is good, and Lord God Almighty government's going to take care of us all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm like you. I'm disgusted with wasting my five minutes of my life watching this. It's a, it really is a farce. It truly is, man. I mean, these are the most, some of the most, the Democrats in this country. Around Democrats, you know, if you're a Democrat out there, you sort of have to wear this. And I appreciate the call, Richard, that your party, your agenda, as it is known now and has been active, is one of the most anti-law enforcement agendas that I've seen since the Obama days. Your agenda has put a target on the back of every law enforcement officer in this country. Why do you think so many of them are retiring? Why do you think so many of them are getting the hell out? We talked earlier about a Forbes study that showed how many millions of gajillions of dollars American taxpayers uh, hand over to the mayors of defund the police cities for their own personal security while they're slashing police budgets. Why, Why do you think on the streets of New York people feel fine just attacking anybody they want and beating the crap out of them in broad daylight, savaging them, and taking whatever the hell they can get off their their unconscious body. Why do you think crime is on the rise in America? Is it because of these jerks on this committee? Yeah, it is. (laughs) The most anti-law enforcement agenda we have seen 
in this country, but they're standing with these four cops, huh? That's great, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. News Talk 550 KTSA. Sergeant Gunnell is back. He's saying riders intended to hurt people, so why didn't they? There's a lot of them. (laughs) They could have hurt some people. Why didn't they? Just asking. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm trying to keep myself calm because now, you know, it, Chris is all worried that I'm going to, my defibrillator is going to go off and I'm going to short out the entire radio station. I got to watch getting upset, man. I guess I do, don't I? Well, the whole city will know because it'll look like a Tesla coil go between the towers. You know? <laughs> That'll be me. If the towers suddenly look like something out of a Frankenstein movie, okay, that's me going off. Got to stay calm, man. I can't get upset about stuff anymore, which is so hard because I'm always pissed off. <laughs> well, let's listen to the sergeant for a couple of yucks here, and then we'll talk to Austin here. And if it had been another country, the U.S. would have sent help. Oh. And, and, and people need to understand the severity of in the magnitude of, of the event that was happening that day. We were all fighting for our lives to oh. give them, to give you guys a chance to go home to your family, to escape. Oh. And now, the same people who we helped, the same people who we gave them the borrowed time to get to safety, now they're attacking us. They're attacking oh. our characters. Oh. They're attacking Officer Harry character. People okay, yeah, turn them down. I'm going to get upset and short out. Bzz. Dude, AOC said the person she was... Right, Chris? I'm not misremembering that, right? AOC, when she's safely down, you know, in, in another freaking building, <laughs> said her, her worst fear was the Capitol Police raping her. AOC, the leader of this movement, whatever it is, and it is a movement, if you get my meaning, said that her biggest fear was the Capitol Police officer walking around outside her office because she's a woman of color and she didn't know what he was going to do. Oh, God, I'm going to barf. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to start spiking. Um, here's Austin. How you doing, Austin? Hey, Sean. Uh, this is first-time caller. Um, love your show. Thank you. My comment is related to the COVID vaccine. Um, my wife got it. I'm, I don't plan on getting it. But I will get it on one condition if the Congress people and Senate people make extend the 22nd Amendment and make that term limits for all elected officials. God, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I agree, man. Uh, I'll, I'll be the first to go get in line the next day. Rock on. Yeah, that, that, yeah. don't give me a beer. Don't give me a joint. Give me term limits. And I'll get double vaccinated, man. You can vaccinate me all damn day. You can throw darts at me with vaccine on them. All right. Thanks for the call, brother. Rock on. You know, I mean, we we know, right, Chris, at this point, we know that no actual member of Congress was ever in danger. That's how they were able to rifle through their desks and, and take selfies. 
Well, they even had to go out of their way to act like they were in danger when AOC was tweeting from across the street. <laughs> She's across the street, man. She's across the street. And her, no, and I'll say it again. Okay, this is a farce. Those people on that committee are all anti-cop, man. They are all anti-police. Anti-law enforcement. These are people who, throughout the George Floyd George Floyd riots, tried to say, well, those are just peaceful protests, and the cops are all racists. Come on. I mean, how much of this crap do you expect people to take, man? And this guy, again, he was worse in Iraq. I was in Iraq worse than Iraq. I was more scared. And we were here trying to protect you. They were protected. They weren't there, dude. Um, politics in America, right? This this is really a moronic age. Um, I, you know, good luck in the midterms because I I know they're trying to roll out COVID again. I, I'm not saying COVID ain't real. Don't get me wrong. Put a little disclaimer out there, okay? But they use these are the same people who used a pandemic to cheat an election while fomenting and inspiring lawlessness, lawlessness, rioting, and violence in the streets of America, in the cities of America. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? These are the, these are the same people who want to slash every police department's budget in America. These are the same people that say you shouldn't get arrested for looting uh, because, you know, or for stealing stuff because you might need it. <laughs> you might be so poor to press you need it. Oh, God, Adam Schiff. Ugh. What's that reptile saying? Um, oh, he's asking a question. It was a war that we fought, and a war is composed of a bunch of different battles. And everybody, even sitting at this table, fought a different battle that day, but it was all for the same war. Um, and as black officers, I believe we fought a different battle also. Mm-hmm. And... um. The fact that we had our, our race attacked and just because oh. of the way we look, you know. You mean like you say, like they say about the cops? To answer your question, frankly, I guess it is America. It shouldn't be, but I guess oh. that's the way that things are. I don't condone it. I don't like it. But, I mean, if you look at our history, oh. American history, things are, countries existed because they beat they won a war or colonies and state lines and boundaries exist because of violence and wars. Like, so I guess it sounds silly, but I guess it is American. What is and it's so, but it's not the, it's not the side of America that I like. It's not the side of that. Any of us here represent, <sighs> represent the, the good side of America. The people that actually believe in decency, human decency. And we oh. appeal to, just the, the good of the good in people. That's what we want to see. Whether we disagree with how they vote on a bill about infrastructure, everybody oh, wants. Okay, we'll leave it there. Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin's coming up next. I'm sure they'll have some interesting things to say. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Mr. Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. See you tomorrow. Bye.